This is the fifth and final video from the staff at Frederick Douglass High School, which is one of the top high school programs in Kentucky. This one by the head man, Nate McPeak, who you can tell is an expert in O-line play. Very fun to listen to, a dynamic guy, and you know, it, when you hear him speak, you can tell why they're so good. So enjoy this one. If you want to see it in person or uh, anything else we've created, check us out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. All right, uh, appreciate. Uh, my name is Nathan McPeak. I'm head football coach uh, at Frederick Douglass High School. Um, I've coached offensive line my entire career uh, going into year 19. Uh, this will be my 10th year coming up as a head football coach. I just want to say thank you uh, to Chief Pigskin for everything that you guys do for us in this great profession of coaching. And it's an honor to speak with you today. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to spend uh, all the time with you. Uh, you can get my contact information, reach out to me anytime. Uh, if there's anything that we can ever do for you here at Douglas, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, we got a lot of great coaches and we have a great program that we're continuing to build here. So uh, without further ado, I'll go ahead and get started. Um, our theme for 2022 is trust. All right. And with that in our program uh, is focused on that U.S. All right, so it's about us and about what we do on a daily basis. It's about uh, how we conduct ourselves, not only in the weight room and on the field, but in the classroom with our teachers, uh, how we treat our family members all across the board. Uh, but also there's a, you know, in our society today, there's a lot of instant gratification. Uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, that has selfish nature to it. Uh, so there is a lot of things about you. Uh, so what we do with our players and what we're trying to do this year is try to understand that you, you are important and what you do uh, for you is important. And kids uh, today, they really, really uh, understand that because it's about that instant gratification. So, for example, the weight room over the next few months is about you. Uh, it's, not, it's also about us, but it's about you. Are you setting yourself up for success? Uh, on the field especially, uh, by the weight room and how you conduct yourself. So just wanted to touch on that really quickly, all right, for um, the purpose of our program. Um, again, want to thank Chief Pigskin, all right, for what you guys do and, and for coming to our, uh, you know, for our guys in our, in our program and uh, really appreciate you guys and what you do. Uh, this is my contact information. All right, here at Douglas, like I said, everybody's always welcome here. Uh, we would uh, love to come talk ball with you guys as well. Uh, but that's my cell phone number there, my email. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, anything that, again, we can do for you, uh, please let us know. But that's my contact information. <clears throat> so today I'm going to talk mainly about offensive line play, uh, specifically dealing with run block progression. Uh, but really also about the body dynamics uh, of how playing offensive line is really important. And we all know at the high school level, we have different shapes and sizes. You know, we don't all have the SEC linemen. Uh, I've been blessed to coach a few in my career, uh, but I've coached a lot of kids that don't ever get to go play college football. Um, so regardless of the talent level that th those guys have, they have to have an understanding of body dynamics. And the biggest phrase that I talk about with our guys 
is getting your body in position to make plays. Getting your body in position to make those plays, just like I have the ball, just like I'm running a route, just like I'm open field tackling, all of that's the same. All right, and getting them to buy in that playing offensive line is not uh, a demotion. That playing offensive line is not something that is frowned upon. To me, that's a big key in the process of a high school kid. Because a lot of guys, you know, we go in the corners, they put us down there uh, in, in this piece of turf or in the grass, all right, and then whenever we have team or, or wherever we need linemen, we blow the whistle and they come up kind of like cattle. All right, and then they, you know, we, we graze, we get our stuff done, and then we go back to our corner. Here at Douglas and wherever I've coached in the past, it's important. Everybody knows who those guys are, and getting them to buy into that process is really important. And uh, anywhere that I've ever been a head coach and anywhere that I've ever been, they know how important offensive line play is. Whether they're the best receiver or they're the best DB, they understand if we're not good up front, we're not going to win. All right, so as far as body dynamics go, um, and, and I do a lot of things that uh, O-line performance does and the way I teach things, and they're a great resource that I've used over the last couple of years. I uh, started by with Charles Bentley, and I know there's a lot of other guys uh, that do this uh, O-line school stuff now. Uh, but they talk a lot about this, and, and it really makes sense. And it's made sense to me more and more as I've coached the offensive line. But the body dynamics is what we call the kin uh, kinetic chain. And what that means, and I'll show you a picture here in a minute, is one that you know, we've used many a times on var various articles. And it simply means that the body and the body dynamic is connected. And it's affected by all the muscles, the joints, and the tendons. And what I like to do also is correlate that into the weight room of why we're doing things. It's a why generation, right? So with our kids, why are we doing these things? You know, how can this transform into the field of getting me more, uh, whether it's recruitment or more playing time or just being the best player I can be? So the kinetic chain is really important, all right, as far as how that works. So the biggest thing that I touch on, all right, is you start at the bottom, okay, just like a chain and it's connected, all right? If a kid starts bad, they end bad, okay, just like in a stance, all right? So what I'm trying to teach our kids is make sure that your ankles are right. And what I mean by that is mobility of the ankle. Every kid's made different, every kid. You know, some kids uh, have different shoe sizes, obviously. Some kids are a little bit taller at a younger age. Some kids are a little shorter. Strength levels are going to be different. But they have to start out the kinetic chain the right way with ankle mobility. All right, and that starts with power from the ground up, force from the ground up. Everything's got to be all right, used for that All right, and everything they do. So if I start out in my stance with ankle mobility and all my weight and my force is where I have to false step I'm doing myself a disservice playing offensive line because playing O-line is a reactionary position. We're reacting to things that the defense is giving us. All right, and defenses move nowadays, right? They do. They move, they slant. There's a bunch of different stunts. There's simulated pressures. I mean, we see it all the time in the NFL and college, and it's trickling down to the high school level. The days of just lining up in a 4-3 defense are over. 
all right? It's movement, it's skill development, and defense alignment are more skilled now than they ever have been, in my opinion. All right, so as an offensive lineman, it's got to start there with ankle mobility. It's got to start with stability in your knee. I talk about having your knee inside the ankle bone. All right, your knees have to be inside your ankle bone in that kinetic chain for it to be connected, as you can see here in the picture. All right, I can't have my knees out. All right, then I'm on a false step all over the place, and I'm in trouble when the D lineman is slanting and moving. All right, so I have to make sure that that's connected. Then as we move up, what about the hip? All right, and what I tell our guys is, are your hips closed or are they open? Okay, if the hips are open, I can't move. I'm on a false step. All right, I'm going to have to move to move all the time. But my hips have to be closed in a line with the inside knee down to the ankle. All right, and as you move up, all right, is my bottom spine connected to my upper chest in a position that I can strike with my hat, hat, hat and hands. So if you look at the top, it talks about stability in the neck, mobility and stability in your back and in your spine. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a flat back all the time. You know, uh, every kid's made a little different. But is it stable as that chain goes from the ground up and is it all connected? All right, so if you see a kid line up in a stance and they lunge out, that means my upper body is lunging ahead of my, my hips, my feet, and my knees. That is not a connected kinetic chain. Therefore, I'm probably not going to be very successful on that play. You're trying to get your alignment to understand that it is a little science-based. It's about movement skills, all right, of that body. Now, as you train and you weight train and you do speed agility work, hopefully that continues to improve. That's the goal. All right, but regardless, you have to make sure that that kid is connected from the ground up in the O-line prep. So when you look at if there's an issue with ankle mobility, okay, that will work its way up to the knee, and that will make the hip, all right, get out of whack or, or out of place. And then the offensive line, all right, is going to break down because you have to work with those five guys. You have to work with both tackles, both guards, and the center. And they all have to be connected in line with each other. And it has to be from the ground up as far as my force. All right, and what we call it, and I'll get into it a little bit more with the drill work, is, you know, like a drive-catch technique. I'm trying to take my foot all the way through the turf and explode up the inside ball of my foot to get that kinetic chain to where it needs to be. When the blocker is attempting to drive a defender off the ball, the hips need to go into explosion or extension and generate movement. Well, what do we do in the weight room? We do power clings, right? We do squats, we do front squats. We do all that, regardless of your, if you're a multi-sport athlete, those all generate power, all right? So as you generate that power up through the ground up, it's all about that range of motion with your body. If any of that is bad from the ground up with ankles first and foremost, you're probably not going to be very successful. You might be able to out-athlete a guy, maybe you're just better, but if all parts are equal, you're probably not going to be very successful. All right, And almost 99% of guys that get holding calls, in my experience, is because their kinetic chain is not connected. All right, They either didn't get their 
feet where they need to be, their ankles are flaring out, their hips are open, all right, to where they're not in position to make that play, all right? And that's how I grade it, all right? If, if your chain is off, you're probably scoring not very good on that play. So ankle mobility is a key component that good offensive line coaches will look at. Any guys that I've ever had recruited at this position from the ground up, all right, from NAIA all the way up to major division one, all right, it's about ankle mobility. It's about hip mobility. That's the biggest thing that they want to see as a college football coach is that guy playing that position, do they have that mobility? So, again, that starts with that kinetic chain. All right, there's, in my opinion, there's five deliberate traits to O-line athleticism. Strength, power, mobility, efficiency, and then purpose. Purpose is developed by the coach, in my opinion. All right? Yeah, it can be player-led, but a lot of players aren't necessarily going to know the purpose of offensive line. You're going to have to explain that, and you're going to have to make sure that they can take that and run with it. What is that purpose? All right? So the strength part, the power part, the mobility, efficiency, all that is really directed on obviously the age of the kid, all right, who they are, what lifting they've done, if any, and that's okay if they haven't. There's still things that you can put in place to match the um, kinetic chain that's needed in O-line play. So to me, in my opinion, doing this as long as I have, and I've played the position for many of years, been blessed to do it, uh, and obviously coach it, is these are the five traits to O-line athleticism, all right? And obviously, some kids are going to be more athletic than others. Some kids are going to have all five of these, all right, as they build. <clears throat> so the biggest thing, um, one of the biggest things, excuse me, that I feel like you have to do in O-line play, all right, is you got to appreciate the craftsmanship. Okay, arguably the most overlooked component of O-line play is the stance. Well, to me, stance is all about your ankle and your kinetic chain. All right, if you're in a good proper stance, then you should be able to do a pass set or you should go into your run block progression, which is mainly what I'm focused on today All right, with, with that run block progression piece. So you have to make sure I'm in that proper stance with ankle mobility you start bad, you end bad. It doesn't probably go well for you if that's all not connected from the ground up. <clears throat> you know, one thing we always talk about with our guys is O-line's a dictatorship, not a democracy. All right, I'm going to dictate what that D-lineman or that linebacker is going to do. Defense, you got gaps. All right, you're going to be assigned a gap. We have to react to that gap or we have to react to what that defender is doing. I want to make sure that I'm controlling everything I can by dictating where he can go or where that person can go. And that starts with footwork and the kinetic chain in a stance of knowing the two advantages I have, and that snap count and where the ball's going. All right? One bad step, I eliminate those two advantages. All right? So 70% roughly of my entire indie work from now through the season, through the summer, all right, roughly 70% of everything I do is the first two steps of contact. 
All right, because those kids that play this position have to understand that it's going to be a dictatorship based upon my first two steps. And I'm going to eliminate a lot of bad things that that defense can do to me by getting my body in position to make those plays. All right, because we're going to either be some type of scheme with a gap or we're going to zone it off. All right, talking about the run game. That's really it. All right, then you can throw in, we can talk about pass later on. You can get with me. That's not really what today's about. Uh, but I want you to understand that it's a dictatorship, not a democracy. Okay? You know, again, we're in a wide generation. You know, I'm, I'm 39 years old. Uh, when I played, if my high school head coach told me to do 50 up-downs, I did them, and I didn't question why I had to do them. In our world today, in the players that we coach today, and I'm not saying anything that you don't know, all right, but you have to give them the why. All right, it's a why generation. Well, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? All right, well, if you give them movement skills, you give them knowledge. All right, if, you, if they understand why they're in this proper stance and they're understanding why they're moving to certain gaps, when you give them that movement skill, you're giving them a lot of knowledge. And in my opinion, you're empowering them in that position, which is the goal. All right, we want to make sure that we're empowering them all right, for whatever they need to get done. So never lead a player astray by feeding them information that they themselves cannot explain. You know, don't give me the how, but also the why. All right, I want them to be able to tell me why they're doing this footwork on this particular play. You know, well, coach, I wasn't successful here because of my first understep or I strapped the wrong way, all right? Because 99% of our issues in O-line play is dealing with those first two steps. So I'm going to really focus on that, all right, moving forward on why I'm giving them those movement skills, all right? Splits in alignment I can get into down the road later. That's not as important. All right, so I want to talk and get into like a run block progression and the body dynamics. So I've got into the kinetic chain and what that represents. So firing off the line, I want kids to understand as a science. There's a skill set, just like catching a football, just like getting in a backpedal, all right, just like open field tackling. You know, firing off the line of scrimmage on my first two steps is a science. It's not just, you know, oh, well, I'm doing this or I'm going to slowly get here. No, it's a science. And you have to be understanding of what that means. All right, uh, you know, moving forward with that position. So this is the first part called a power step. All right, and it's also called a drive catch technique. So whether it's a right foot lead, a left foot lead in the run block progression. Okay, does that make sense? All right, so this is what we need to get done, all right, for the power step of the offense alignment. It's called that drive catch free step. It's the step that's advantage of the offensive lineman, all right, that they get to know that snap count. So the first part is that run block progression of that drive catch phase. And I'll show you a drill work here in a minute, all right, that gets into that. The second step a lot of coaches will say is your quick step. I call it your catch step, all right? I'm catching my body, all right? And if you're doing a box jump, you want to try to land as soft as you can in those plyometrics. Well, it's the same movement skills for alignment on the second step. I want to get that step in the ground. I don't want to get it way up in the air. 
and I want to make sure that I can create force through the ground and keep that kinetic chain connected through whatever run block play we have called, whether that's a gap scheme or whether that's a zone scheme. The third part is obviously the attack. Okay, this is where the lineman's hands make contact to the chest. So for my guys, that's going to happen on that second step. So I want to get the first two steps in, all right, to what I need to get done. All right, so my first two steps to contact of whatever gap I have or whatever play we have called is getting my body in position to make the play. Then I'll work on the fit. So again, I already said it, 70% of my indie time roughly all right, is going to be spent on the approach. That's the first phase to a run block progression. Why is that important? I think it's the most undercoached concept in offensive line play, especially at the high school level. I just do. That's my opinion. All right. I don't think enough coaches spend time on the approach. All right. They just get in a stance of starts and they move on and hit a bag. Well, you have to give them those movement skills and the why. All right. Then you can work on the fit. Well, the fit can't happen until you get your body in position to make the play. That's the first two steps of the contact position. They have to get that right to get the attack and the fit, all right? You know, everybody's like, just go attack him. Go, well, that's fine, but is my body in position to make the attack, all right? Or am I lunging? Or am I, you know, I'm, my back's all back and I'm not connected with my upper spine and my neck being stable, all right? It's not about necessarily how low you are anymore. It's about is your body connected to make the play? You know, if you're 6'5", six, 6'6", you're not going to probably get as low as somebody that's 5'10". That's probably not going to happen. But is my body connected to be able to drive that force through that body and through that ground? <clears throat> so some drills that we'll do, and I'll show you a couple here in a minute on film, is uh, run block progression is drill, stance and starts, what we'll call is a drive catch foot. So I'm going to have a drive, a drive foot and a catch foot, all right? And one inch of leverage in my body is 10 pounds of body weight. That's why that guy that's 220 can block a guy that's 280, all right? It's because one inch of leverage in my body represents 10 pounds of body weight, all right? So I want to try to create force through the ground and use the D lineman's movement, if they're a movement team, against him. All right, and that starts with, again, leverage through the defender. All right, so that one inch of body weight, or excuse me, one inch of leverage in my body of how it's connected represents that 10 pounds. And that's why some guys win that may be outmanned or out, uh, they're not as strong, they don't have as much weight because they can win with leverage. And the run block progression is, again, the approach to fit and the finish. I don't, I don't spend a ton of time on the finish because at the end of the day, all right, that's going to separate the really, really good elite players from the good and average players. We work it, but I don't spend a ton of time on it. You know, I spend maybe 10% of my any time on that because if we can get the approach right and the fit right, we're going to win a lot of games. We're going to be able to run the football. We're going to be able to, you know, pass pro. Uh, we're going to be able to do those things if we can get those two parts correct. The finish is a lot about heart and desire and being nasty. That can be developed, and it needs to be developed. 
but that's going to depend upon the kids that you have and how long that's going to take them. All right? I'm not saying don't work it, but I don't spend a ton of time on throwing a bag on the ground or throwing humans on the ground. All right? I spend a lot of time on the approach and the fit. All right? Because that's how you win games. That's how your kids are going to be successful. Then all it takes is one or two guys on your unit to start finishing players, driving them into the, out of bounds or a screen or whatever, and everybody's hooping and hollering because you got a pancake block. And that creates that culture that's important. So again, I'll work on it, but I don't spend all my time on it. But those are the three all right, approaches or three levels to run block progression, which I'm going to touch on here in a minute on film. So the approach, the fit, and the finish. Those are the three levels that we're going to work on. So this is film that, or some stuff that we'll do during the off-season, all right? And we can also do it on the turf, all right? Is I'll take, all right, obviously you're never going to be on a med ball with a knee in a game, okay? You know, I'm, I know that. But what I'm trying to force these guys to do in this particular drill is I'm trying to force everything connected with the ankles and driving through the inside leg, all right, of the opposite foot. All right, so this is called that drive-catch phase. All right, so we're going one step and a two-step off the med ball. So I'm really driving off the knee through the med ball, so my force should be through the med ball, through the ground, just like I'm drilling something through the ground, and I'm going to catch my body with the inside ankle. All right? So the thing I'm really looking at here, all right, is, is my hips closed because I want them closed for power or do they open up, all right? Now, these aren't perfect reps by any means, but you can see that they're going to drive catch phase, all right, through the ground with their first couple steps, all right? So what we'll do here is we'll get a ton of reps very quickly, five minutes. All right, and we're just going to work on the first two steps of contact, driving through the med ball up through the force of the ground. All right, so we're just going to go first step, right foot, left foot. Right foot, left foot. All right, so we're going to go through a line where we're just working on that and really getting that foot in the ground as fast as we can. Now, that's a pretty good job, all right. That's Dalen here, he graduated, but... Uh, he's a pretty good job, all right, of really driving through the force, all right, and getting that right foot in the ground, all right. And what I really want our kids to understand is I don't want to get my foot way up in the air, all right. If I get my foot way up in the air, it's going to get my kinetic chain disconnected, and that D lineman's probably punching me in the chest, all right, because I don't have any force in the ground. All right, so I'm basically taking on a guy that might be 300 pounds on one foot. That's not good. All right, then I'm sitting there fighting, and now my back hurts, okay, because they're taking that force and lifting me up, okay? So I got to make sure through this drill, I'm not so much focused on flat back hat speed as I am just working the foot. All right, so we're going to drive through the ground and work the first two steps of contact. All right, so I'll go through a line with this, however many med balls that you have. All right, we'll go through the first step only. All right, really keeping that weight on the inside ball of the foot. And we'll work each way. All right, 
Now, we're going to work the first two steps, all right? And this is where you can have some coaching leeway, all right, of what you want to work. Are you strictly a zone team? Are you a combo of zone and gap? Or are you only a gap team? And this can predicate to you what footwork you use. And what I like to tell our guys is work on mixing it up. All right, yeah, we're working our first two steps of contact, but maybe you want to work more of an outside zone scheme with this. Or maybe you want to work a down block. All right, or maybe you want to work an on block. You can mix it up and actually empower the player, all right, to mix up the plays, and it makes them think about those calls. All right, so like right here, all right, this is a right tackle on the left. All right, so he's working more of an outside zone or inside zone scheme. All right, really opening up the hip and getting the second step down. I really like his second step because he's not getting it way up in the air. He's getting it down. He's got force through the ground, all right, and he's bringing his hands. On the second step is when you're probably going to make contact. All right, so am I getting my body in position to make those plays and drive catch force through the ground all right, of where that needs to be. Now, notice right here, all right, I'm not, I'm not so mad about this kid being a little bit higher because he's made a little different than this kid. You can see the size difference, all right? And this is a kid that is, you know, a D1 kid, and this is a kid that didn't play college football, all right? But we still won a lot of games with this kid playing, all right? So he... he was a try-hard kid, played really hard, did what I asked him to do, all right, and, you know, it, it worked out. But he understood the process of the drive-catch phase. So I just showed you the first step. Now we're going to incorporate the second step through the run-block progression, all right, and I'm really working on drive-catching through, all right, with that hand. So we'll go through the lines, first step, first two steps to uh, the approach. And again, I'm going to spend most of my indie time working on the approach, which is this right here. Now, I won't always do it on med balls. We may do it in a chute. We may do it on T-boards. We may do, do it on pipes. Whatever that you have in your programs is whatever you can afford and do. I had a parent just make me some PVC pipes, all right, and just working on that footwork over and up. All right, just give them something to where they're drive catching and forcing through. So as you see here, these guys are just working on blocks. Guys in front of me. Based upon the call, do I have the inside gap or do I have the outside gap? All right, I'm just working on all right, the, the on block based upon that leverage of that drive catch phase with those first two steps to contact. So we're really working on, you know, I'm not so much coaching the upper body here a little bit but I'm really focused on the, the lower half, the ankle mobility, the knee mobility, knee inside the ankles, and are my hips closed to where I can make those plays and make those blocks. So we'll go through that with the first two steps. Go through the line. All right, then we'll incorporate the entire movement skill. Okay, so we'll just go through here and we'll work. All right, we call it a duck walk. A lot of coaches do. All right, and we're going to get in uncomfortable positions comfortably. All right, because that's playing offensive line. Three to five seconds in an uncomfortable position. So we're going to go a right foot lead and a left foot lead, and we're just going to work the on block. If you want to work an outside zone, you could. 
If you want to work an inside down block, you could. It's the same principles based upon the drive catch phase from the ground up, all right, of what needs to be done. So you can mix it up as a coach on what directions that you want to work, what plays you want to work, but all this correlates into the kinetic chain of working the ground up phase. This is a drill that we can do in the off season where I'm really going to uncool the hip. So now I'm going to work on that fit. So we're incorporating the movement skills, the drive catch phase. All right. Really like both of these reps right here. All right. Of we're going to drive catch phase and we're just going to take the med ball and explode the hips up through. So this is just a little dr uh, drill here to simulate what a run block progression would look like in those first two steps of the ground up, and I'm really extending all right, my hips through. Now, obviously, in this position, you're not going to throw a med ball during the game, but it does teach you in your brain to bring my hands with my hips, all right? and it's all connected. I know I've said connected a thousand times today but that's really what it's gotta be. So if I get my hands outside the framework, all right, a couple things are gonna happen. Probably gonna get holding calls. And another thing is you're gonna get injured. You're gonna hurt your shoulder, all right? And you're gonna hurt your thumbs and you're gonna hurt your hands when I get my hands out here. And as a D lineman and as a defensive line coach, you're just saying, kill me right here, okay? On my chest. All right, because you're giving it up. All right, and I can't tell you how many kids I've coached over the years that coach, my shoulder hurts. Well, yeah, look at your hands. All right, if you'll do what I tell you to do and do what you're coached to do, you won't have injuries in your upper body. All right, you know, freak things do happen. We understand that. But if you are all connected, all right, and you're training that process, you can stay relatively healthy playing a position that, you know, is, is tough. You're having major contact every rep, all right? You're going against really good players, but you can stay healthy if you do those concepts. So you're really, again, you're working your first two steps, all right, and we're going to incorporate that into the fit. So really exploding up through with the med ball, all right, and, and doing what needs to be done with the explosion of the hip and making sure everything's connected. So we'll incorporate that process, all right, here into the next uh, process of the run block progression. So we'll go through all those med ball drills, all right. These, it's the same drills here we're repping through, all right, for that process. All right, then what we'll do, if you don't have uh, an X-bag, which I like because it, it's a contour of the body, if you don't have that, you can use a regular hat, uh, hand shield. Before hand shields, I would rather use med balls personally, but use whatever you can. All right, and we're just going to work now. We're going to work the first two steps of contact on the fit. So really driving through the ground. I don't love the rep right there, all right, on that last one because he's got some weight through the toes. <clears throat> so I'll pause it here. All right, I don't like that a whole lot, okay? And this kid's a really good player. He's at University of Kentucky now, all right? But I don't love that, okay, because he's having all the force to his toes, all right? And I don't have anything to stop that momentum. Now, this foot isn't too bad. 
I'd like to see a little bit more knee inside the ankle bone a little bit better. And I would like to see a little bit flatter back. It doesn't have to be like this, all right, because every kid's made a little different. But I would like to see where he has his foot down in the ground so I can force and drive up through that defender. Okay, so it's all connected. All right, so again, it doesn't mean that I got to be completely flat, but I got to make sure that I attack on that kinetic chain and make sure it's connected. So we'll go through that with a run block progression. We'll go first two steps to the fit. All right, just working those foot, uh, footwork again, that drive catch phase. Every kid's made a little different, but everything's connected. All right, then we'll incorporate the movement skills into that. Okay, uh, of what that offensive line and that run fit should look like. <clears throat> so we'll incorporate that movement skill. So again, we're just going to drive catch phase through, all right, working on those first two steps to contact. All right, first two steps. Just with my tight elbows, all right, and making sure everything's connected in that. Okay, so uh, just, and then we'll incorporate the movement skills with that. All right, as you drive through and drive catch phase that, all right, through the defender. So again, you're just working on, all right, the first two steps, all right, to contact, all right, then you can incorporate the movement skills with that, okay, where it's a flat back hat speed, all right, working the hat and hands. So everything's connected. And then the next phase we'll go to is actually working on the fit, okay, where we are going to, you know, do the duck walk I showed you on the med balls. All right, where we're going to incorporate that through the X bag or through the flat hand shield or through the med ball that you have. And the beauty of all these drills is they can translate to your offensive system. You know, if you're predominantly a down block team and a kick team, you could do that with your traps and your pools. All right, it's no different. All right, the only thing I'm doing is I'm working different directions, but I'm still working on the drive catch kinetic chain. All right, through those blocks, okay? So up on the board right here, okay, to kind of wrap up, you know, the run block progression piece, and again, just a small portion of what we do with offensive line play is we're going to try to work, all right, and what I'm going to do, whether it's run or pass game, is we're going to work eight angles, okay? And we're going to dominate eight angles. We're going to try to dictate eight angles, and that's it. And I think as, as high school coaches, college coaches, NFL, whatever, obviously higher level you go, the more experienced those guys are and the better they are. But you have to make sure in your practices that you are doing these eight angles. Okay? And that's why I said I empower our guys to mix it up in your first two steps of contact and in your bag drills. Mix it up. All right? So if I'm pulling to the right and I'm trying to trap pull somebody over here, I'm probably working in east direction if I'm the left guard or left tackle. All right? If I'm pulling that way for a trap, I'm probably working the west direction. All right? If we're running a power scheme and I'm skip pulling for a secondary defender, I'm probably working more of a northeast or northwest direction. Okay? Whether I'm a guard or a tackle, depending on your schemes. All right, if I'm an outside zone team, you're probably working more east and west, northeast, northwest. I don't want to work southeast, southwest. All right, these predominant directions, all right, down here, all right, if the ball is, you know, whatever hash that you're on, these are probably going to be your pass pros. 
All right, what I'm really focused on today is run bot progression, but you're gonna work these angles. Whether I'm a puller, all right, whether I'm a zone scheme guy, or whether I'm going one way or the other, all right? So these might be more of your on blocks. So if I'm playing a 3-4 defense and I'm a tackle, I'm gonna have a lot of north direction blocks, all right, if that ball's coming to me. So I think it's important as a coach that you work these angles every day in practice whether it's run or pass, however you separate your indies and your O-line drills. I think that's important that you dominate and work on those angles so the kids know what they're working on. Give them the why. So again, to wrap up, run block progression, all right, just on the board here, all right, the first thing is we're gonna work on the approach, okay? And for me, I spend about 70 to 75% of my time on the approach, all right? The rest of that time will be on the fit and then a little bit of time on the finish, all right? I don't flip these because this is what wins, all right? This is what wins. And then it just becomes a lot of heart, desire, and how nasty do you wanna be? But if your kids and your linemen can do these two things at freshman level, JV level, varsity level, whatever, you're gonna have some success up front. All right, so that's just a small portion about what we do at Douglas, all right, with our run block progression. That's a very small uh, percentage that I showed you uh, of what we can talk about. Feel free to reach out to me uh, through email or Twitter. Uh, call me, whatever you guys need, I'm here to help. Uh, but I appreciate your time. If there's anything that I can do for you here at Douglas, let us know.